0: Alex Brown narrates each mini podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice a week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes
1: Old Toffs, Old Tricks, written by Bob Ramsey. I went to boarding school back in the 60s when most of the masters had degrees from Oxford or Cambridge and spoke with upper class British accents. I was 12, and in my formative years. One lesson that stuck with me for over half a century is what a sucker I am for that accent. So alluring is it that whenever I meet someone with a similar accent today, I ask myself, are they actually saying something, or is this just dressed-up drivel? I was reminded of this on the weekend when I read a Times of London exposé of Prince Michael of Kent, the Queen's first cousin, who was caught on a Zoom call selling access to Vladimir Putin of Russia. Michael speaks fluent Russian, looks like the murdered last Tsar of Russia, Tsar Nicholas, and has done business for years in Moscow. Reporters went undercover posing as representatives of a fake South Korean gold investment company called House of Haidong. They said the company was interested in investing in Russia and wanted royal endorsement. It's part of a larger Times and Channel 4 investigation of Britain's royals selling access for personal profit. In February, a Zoom call was set up between two so-called representatives of House of Haedong, one a Korean woman logging on from Seoul and the other, her British representative, logging on from London. Both were undercover journalists. At the other end of the call was Prince Michael, looking all of his 78 years, and his friend and business advisor, Simon Isaacs, the fourth Marquess of Reading, also 78. The Korean journalist wanted Prince Michael to open some doors in the Kremlin, which is viewed by Her Majesty's government as the number one threat to Britain's security. He eagerly agreed and set his fee at £50,000 for a four-day trip to Russia. She also asked if he could give a recorded speech endorsing House of Haidong from his home at Kensington Palace. Said Prince Michael, "'I have never had any close connection before with gold, and the idea makes me very happy.' "'How about the fee?' asked the woman. "'The $200,000 that we have offered. Is it in line with what you normally charge for a speech like this?' "'Yes, indeed, Sukhyang. I have no questions for you on that. I am very happy with your suggestion.' I'll bet he is." Even more cringeworthy was the Marquess of Reading repeating over and over, "...it's a perfect match." I'll bet it is. Or was. Because Prince Michael had to go off the call halfway through, which left the Marquess saying, "...that's the sort of thing he does, you see. He goes to, for example, see Putin, and immediately he is seen with Putin, there will be other people who will approach him and get things going." If he's representing the House of Haedong, he could mention that to Putin, and Putin would find the right person who is interested in South Korea and in gold. He just opens the door, you know, which is so helpful. He is generally regarded as Her Majesty's unofficial ambassador to Russia. When the Times approached Prince Michael for comment after its piece ran on Saturday, his office said that the prince did not have a special relationship with Putin and had not been in contact with the Russian leader in 18 years. It added, Lord Reading is a good friend who made suggestions which Prince Michael would not have wanted or been able to fulfill. The Marquis followed with, I made a mistake and overpromised, and for that I am truly regretful. This is not the first time a royal has been caught selling their royalness to the highest bidder. In 2010, Sarah Ferguson was caught selling access to her ex, Prince Andrew, yes, him, for £500,000. In 2001, Prince Edward's wife Sophie was caught on tape intimating she and her husband could endorse commercial deals. In both these cases, the Stingers were posing as wealthy Arabs. Now, selling access truly is the world's oldest profession. But what makes this case so beguiling is the kicker at the end. It starts out as a couple of old British toffs pulling the wool over the eyes of some naïves from Korea. Except, as always with the Brits, the real con came from someplace else entirely, the most establishment journal in the world. Oh, and what is a toff? Someone belonging to the landed gentry who exudes an air of superiority. And where does that term come from? The word tuft, which was a gold tassel worn by titled undergraduates at the University of Oxford or the University of Cambridge. Perfect for Prince Michael and the House of Haydong. I feel as if I'm back in school. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com.